0: everyone and welcome to today's podcast episode in which I'm joined by I believe my first guest from Northern Virginia uh, Omni Casey and Omni is very passionate about real estate and has been a real estate investor, broker and coach for nearly 20 years teaching people concepts like uh, multiple offer strategies, portfolio purchase strategies, and taking control of their retirement funds through strategic real estate investing and the use of seller financing and creative structures as well. With his wife, Chara, Chara, uh, and their three kids, make sure I get it right, yeah, all under 13. uh, Wow, that's a handful, okay. um, They own and operate New Leaf Redevelopers, which is a real estate investing company which keeps the kids engaged and involved teaching them the ins and outs of real estate transactions, investment deals, and financial education. Uh, Omni has also written a book about real estate uh, salesmen on the brink of financial ruin. Uh, And I'm looking forward to hearing that talked about a little bit more. And listeners, you can't see this from, from my recording point of view of this, but he has a nice banner behind him which is the Cashflow Breakfast Club, which is a unique program with a seemingly impossible plan to help him achieve financial freedom in a short time through real estate investing. And there's one particular topic here, listeners, that he put on the introduction uh, to me about everyone needs two professions, one for you and one for your money. And we're certainly going to ask him a little bit about that later on. So welcome to today's podcast.
1: Thank you, Simon. Excited to be here. That was a mouthful, uh, but but you did uh, very well. So a um, lot, lot that we can talk about, and I'm a, I'm a big fan. I know that you uh, cover business in general and, and, and do coaching, and I'm a huge fan of, of any sort of coaching advice that people can provide. Perfect,
0: perfect. And yeah, I, I'm really impressed with the background. So what I'm seeing here, listeners, is... Uh, quite a professional set. It's always slightly intimidating for a podcast host to see somebody who's got professional mics and headsets. And most importantly, the the thing that always makes me slightly nervous is when they have all the acoustic panels on the walls behind them because you think this is somebody who takes this kind of thing really seriously. So I'm really glad to have such a, a serious podcaster on here as well. Let's get straight into the questions, shall we? Sure. What kind of coffee are you drinking, and why? Yeah, I made sure you were drinking some coffee before we got started. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: So this is a, a beautiful Kona um, coffee. Uh, I, okay. I do almost exclusively espresso coffee now. Um, yeah. I was drinking a lot of coffee most of my 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 career and life, and to the point of two, three, four cups and. I figured out. I got to just condense it down to the the, uh, the strong stuff, and so now I just do espresso shots um, through our, our espresso machine. Great, and obviously you were telling
0: me that you're you're in Northern Virginia at the moment, and originally originally from Hawaii, which obviously is where Kona coffee is from, isn't it? So it is
1: absolutely. So it. it uh, to be honest, I'm I'm not that. Um, I don't know if I could taste the difference, but it feels like every time I drink Kona of coffee, it feels like, uh, I, I, I it feels like home. So um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I tend to that. Uh, make that my preference.
0: Yeah. And I think, yeah, for, for me, I think having a, an anchor to either somewhere that you long to go to or a, a memory of somewhere that you've come from is always a good reason to, to drink a brand of coffee as well. So uh, yeah, I love that. And how are you taking your coffee? I can see you've got there a, a sort of a, a glass cup of some sort that, you know is is that something you use a lot or, or and how how
1: are you take your coffee? Every day this uh, one, I get to hold it up into the light and, and see the clarity of it but uh, really this forces me to not drink. I used to be almost addicted to uh, uh, cappuccinos and lattes and they clearly don't fit in this small cup. So this ah. is okay. I'm today, no matter what, I'm not pushing the cappuccino button, I'm pushing the uh espresso button. Um oh, yeah. I'm I'm not so for the last month, I'm plant-based, not by choice, by marriage. Oh, okay. I'm plant-based. And uh it's uh, my wife's decision and I want to support her on that. And and in that there's no, there's no dairy, right? So you're, you're taking out the cream and things like that. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I have made the mistake of pressing the wrong button a few times. So this forces me to make sure it's just just espresso. But it's good. I love that, and that's interesting. I mean, I, I,
0: I my wife's a vegetarian, and she has she she has drunk dairy products, but she's very much going to um, soy milk and and particularly oat milk. And I'm really pleased here in the UK that. Starbucks one of my favorite um places to go for a coffee has brought out an amazing range of oat sort of um yes, flavored that, yeah and I must admit they're really good I'm not a fan of oat milk it's one of I don't I don't mind soy milk but oat milk I find a little bit too too tasty um but yeah I'm, I'm loving those those oat varieties that they've got definitely and I, I love the fact that you say it's because you you can see what you're putting in it and you're not going to put the wrong thing in there. So uh, it's a little bit like having a diet and just making the plates smaller.
1: That's exactly it, it. It's a
0: simple thing, isn't it? But you know, if you see big portions in front of you, I'm one of those people who doesn't like waste. So I will always eat what's on my plate. So the easiest thing to do is just buy smaller plates.
1: Yeah, I like to think I have discipline, but I really don't. And, and so it really <laughs> comes down to the only option I give myself. And then you do that in, in, in coffee or business, right? You put yourself in a system where, the only option is the right option before you move forward. So right. it's been working for at least a month. So we'll see yeah. how it goes.
0: Yeah. And, that, and and that is that's so true in business as well, isn't it? Because I think many of us find it hard to be disciplined. So if you can find a way to help you with that discipline, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. Because I, I don't know about you, Omni, but I I struggle with habits. People say, oh, if you do something for 30 days, it'll become a habit. And I did a, a challenge at the beginning of this year doing 90 push-ups a day, three sets of 30 push-ups and I thought this is it I missed one day and that was it the whole habit was screwed sure. so having something that forces me to do it or having something not forces me that's the wrong way but guides me into the format that I need to have is definitely a good thing to have in life and in business so I like
1: definitely. that
0: so is Kona your favorite coffee or if you were to go out somewhere really special would you drink anything else
1: Oh, we have Starbucks here. I'm a fan of Starbucks. Um, okay. I, Sponsive if I'm at Starbucks, by the
0: way. Uh, what's that? sponsorship slots always exactly right we'll we'll call them (laughs) up right after
1: this um so in my milk drinking days a month or so ago i would definitely do a flat white so i love the cream i love the foam uh anything that resembles a latte or cappuccino is my go-to i'm not a big you know extra flavor um added to it i'll drink anything you know because it's coffee um but the reality is that that plain that flat white they're they're pretty good at, at making that um, something yeah. with mixed in with their, their espresso is good. Um, but when it's just plain espresso, uh, I try to go with a premium bean of, you know, Kona coffee or, or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's it's interesting you say flat white because flat white has only really become a term that's coming to coffee shops over here in the UK in the last probably two, two and a half years. And I still don't get it. I I, I see it. I see people order it. Uh, my wife's had one once and I thought, I don't understand how this is different to a cappuccino or something else. And nobody's actually locally. I've never asked that question. That's a really
1: good question. I think it's just more foamy and more like like another layer on the cappuccino or or latte spectrum of just more foam. That's my thought, Um, but I've never actually asked.
0: Yeah, it just seems to be one of those that's crept in as a term. It's almost one of those trendy sort of uh, drinks that people ask for because it's got that name rather than just yes, you know, people get bored with a cappuccino yeah so obviously you've got a varied background but very much in the real estate sector thinking about your your own business what's been something significant or something that's been a real shift for you in recent times
1: yeah, um, obviously, I've, I'm venturing into um, the, the author world. And we can talk about that a little bit here in a bit. Mm-hmm. But really beyond, beyond that. So I run, as you mentioned, several businesses. Um, I grew up in an entrepreneur family. My dad owned his own, um, you know, a construction, waterproofing, roofing company. So I kind of mm-hmm. saw the entrepreneur. And I always knew I wanted to be a business owner and entrepreneur. And I've been mm-hmm. in and out of uh, many businesses since I was little. The last 20 years have have been primarily focused on real estate investing and then the real okay. estate agent and brokerage side so where the majority of my my income and money comes from the investing side it's 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 fairly passive now um, my active time commitment is on the brokerage the agent coaching training side and that's where the majority of my time comes and I love it it's my passion project yeah. and I've been doing that for a while but it takes a lot of time and I've built up a a a Uh, an office about about 100 agents in this in this region that i coach and train and um, i don't actively sell real estate that much myself anymore i'm I'm helping them to become really good at sales and so um the the problem was i kind of kind of built pigeonholed myself into where everything was relied on on me and so um there's two books that really kind of changed my perspective over the last couple years one is rocket Fuel. it's by gino whitman uh, yeah. Rocket fuel. That's the this uh, or the the after book of um, Traction, which oh, is man. a great business yeah. book. And and it speaks to a lot of things, but it speaks to like two figures in any any business. Really, you you need both of these. And it's the visionary and the integrator. And I've always been a, a pretty good visionary. I've got these ideas. I want to do this. I want to improve this system, this training, this this you know benefit to the people sure, that I sure. that I serve. But, but I didn't always have the integrator option, right? It, sometimes I would have these ideas, I have a stack of ideas on my desk that just have not been implemented. And it turns out, yeah, I needed that integrator. That's like, if you kind of relate it to normal terms, I'm the CEO and you need that COO, um, you know, person. So that got me thinking on, on on the look there. And then last last year, the book that really probably changed everything for me was Who Not How um, and, and mm-hmm. the like the title uh, explains, right? So there's so many things that myself and many people probably think like, how do I get this done? I wanna do this. I think it's a good idea. How do I get it done? And really the whole concept is, it's not how do I get it done? It's like, who do I need to get it done? Like who, yeah, who do yeah. it's Cause it's not you, it's someone else. Who do I need to get it done? Turns out I was working with someone um, for, for a while. He was an agent um, that worked with me great and has been a leader, um, you know, unofficially in my organization and I approached him and I said, Hey, would you want to come on board and be a partner with me? Do you want to be this integrator role? And I, do you want to be my, my co-broker, my, my um, COO? Um, and I was delighted that he, he said yes. And so really uh, we're about a month, maybe a month and a half into me splitting, you know, responsibilities. And basically I bought 40 hours of my time, right? So now I have um, a lot of time that I'm, still committing a lot of time to, to the active business, but I get to focus on the thing that, that I'm good at things that I really love that the one-on-one coaching. Um, and so there's kind of three pillars within our business. You have the residential brokerage, which is the vast majority of companies focus on that. Um, a couple of years ago, I realized that there's a commercial pillar that most residential brokerages did not take advantage of. So I hired somebody, a uh, rich blessing, a, a great, great um, commercial a broker to lead that pillar within our our company and my passion really is the real estate investing you know i was a real estate investor before i was a real estate agent and so i have been wanting to coach and help more of my agents and my clients to understand and benefit from the investing side of real estate and so now that i have uh, barry taylor who is my my uh, co-broker He helps to take a lot of the day-to-day on the residential side, uh, the commercial side set, and I'm able to allocate more time um, for coaching on the investing side. So it kind of feels like we're in our element now. Now, we're probably still in our honeymoon phase. Uh, It's only about a month or so in, but so far it feels light. It feels very light, and we're having fun doing it, and more people are joining the team, and that that leads to growth um, because of that
0: and it's interesting and and, and thank you for sharing that because having the integrator is so important but you know in in business in all my businesses varied businesses as they've been I've always been on my own I've never had a business partner I've always had a coach I've always had somebody who's mentored me and guided me and given me the education and the awareness and the accountability accountability more than anything and it's a hard hat to wear trying to be both the visionary and the integrator. And yeah, it's so important for anybody listening to this to understand how they can better do that if they're on their own. And very often it is finding the who, because it doesn't have to be a business partner. Sometimes that who to be the integrator can actually be somebody that you can outsource to or, you know, just. Something like that. But what would you say to those people who perhaps uh, are listening to this and thinking, "Well, how can I be both the visionary and the integrator?" Because it sounds like a conflict. How can they be that in one person, or where would you suggest that they go next if they if they're stuck in that?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, the uh, the book Traction and Rocket Fuel um, do a really good job of explaining those roles and and for most of my my business career same same way I, I played both roles right I, I we we you know and and reached a level of, of success you know and I just reached my max level of success and and maybe I would have been happy my entire life at that level and what I realized was I wanted to be able to impact more I wanted to be able to help more and achieve more I want to have more fun right because I got to level of success but it was stressful. It was like you know to the point of like why am I putting this much time in, into this here I could be partnering I could be outsourcing and really focusing on the things that I love and the integrator is doing things that, that he loves. Right. And they're just, they're just different things. Um, so it's, I don't think it's necessary to be two people. Um, but it's impossible to get past a certain level and we've already sailed past my previous limitations. I was the bottleneck in my business. And, you know, as someone, um, that is, uh, I, I guess, um, I love building businesses and, and owning businesses. It's hard for me to, to say that, right? But but yeah. recognizing that I'm my, my bottleneck, my limitations are the reason that I I've been here, um, you know, and and finally finding the right person uh, to yeah. play that role. And it's guys that limits after that.
0: Yeah, and I, I think you've said so many important things in there about you know being able to take the business to the next level because I've certainly found that in my own businesses when you you do find that way of getting somebody to integrate and and be the integrator in the business, it does suddenly this pressure cooker of chaos and fighting fires and just holding things back suddenly releases. And the growth, like you say, becomes fun. It doesn't just become growth. It becomes fun. But it's, it's also interesting what you said there about the time that this gives you back because it's not just about scaling the business. It's actually about getting our freedom of choice, isn't it? It gives you more choice and 100%. more freedom of choice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I'll say the, the, the last thing that I recognized on this were the, the blocks that we, I was putting on myself because so I'm in a, a real estate business and, and growth for me is the more agents on my team that I'm coaching and helping them become successful. That means bigger for the last few years, I kept myself. I really did not want to go above a certain number of agents. And and which sounds crazy because that meant that I was limiting the growth of my, my office and my business. Um, but I knew one more agent, what that meant in terms of my time commitment. I knew like I wouldn't be able to either service them correctly, or if I was, I was taking too much away from my family. And so my growth, I, I chose to not grow. And And now that I have this freedom and understanding of I can hire, I, we hired five people last week, we're probably going to hire 10 people, you know, over the next month or so. And our team might grow by 50% in the next year, because now I'm not worried about um, the time commitment, because I have the right team in place. And, you know, that really was the, the cap on the growth there. So understanding that it's not just, you know, sometimes it's salary, I got to pay a salary, or I've got to, you know, split with a partner. But if you are using that to completely grow. And impact and, and hopefully whatever your cause is, you're able to spread that cause a little bit further. Uh, it will be worth it both time-wise, freedom-wise, and absolutely financially, it will still pay off.
0: Yeah. And I think, listeners, if you take just one real nugget from from this, from from what Omni is just saying there, is that we have to realize and we have to look at ourselves. If If the business is stuck, don't look outwardly first look inwardly Absolutely. Uh, and it's a hard it's a hard nobody likes to be told that their baby's ugly and looking at yourself sometimes and thinking it's me i'm the sticking point here i'm the biggest right. villain in this business that's holding it back is always difficult and as a coach it's always difficult telling people that as well because they don't want to hear it but sure. listeners you know you need to take everything that's just been said there and take a look at yourself first so uh, yeah so thanks thanks for sharing all that and it's good to hear the difference it's made uh, since that as well you you mentioned uh, the the author side of of what you're getting into and you know as i was reading your your bio there I, i've mentioned about the book about as a real estate salesman on the brink of financial ruin tell us a little bit more at this point about the, the book uh, or books uh, and yeah just give us a little bit of information a little bit of insight and tell us how it's been as well because you know being an author is something i take my hat off to anybody because it's writing is not my thing so anybody sure. who sits down and writes a book is is a hero in my in my eyes anytime so just gives a little
1: bit of information sure, sure it. yeah so it's, it's the cash flow breakfast club is the name of the book and um i wrote this probably probably coming up on three years ago maybe a little bit longer never published it wrote it
0: okay
1: and because i'm not an author right but i wrote mm. it and it just it was in my head it was basically what um, I, 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 have been doing this for about 20 years, investing, yep. uh, agent coach. Um, but the investing side was kind of in a silo by myself, me and my family, we weren't really teaching it. We weren't really helping um, people. We were, we're, we're, very private people. And, and, um, you know, really it's kind of, was my guilt of not being able to share this because I know how much has benefited my life. And I know how much has benefited my, my, you know, select view of people that I've coached over the years in this, um. And so this was like, all right, can I just put a manuscript down of, of what I did or what anyone could do in real estate um, to achieve, use that for financial freedom, right? No matter what business you're in, you can use yeah. real estate as a form of, of supplementation for your financial freedom. And so it was my story. It was about you know uh, this person that grew up in Hawaii and, and and got into real estate investing. and And it turns out, um, I have a hard time telling my story. And so I shelved the book for a while. Um, last year, um, several people and, and so I was using it really as a manuscript for my coaching because it's like g- good bullet points of all right, here's the lessons of I really think about the lessons I've learned in this transaction and this transaction, and when this transaction blew up, here's what happened, right? Or here's how you overcome that. Um, and um it was last year, really a few people helped me and my wife kind of jumped on board and, and kind of helped to kind of craft the story in something that i'd be okay telling so we we turned it into a power parable which is not me anymore it's someone else but it turns out this other person lived a very similar life to to me as well and it's easy to tell that story so it is you know about you know the mentors that he finds the the coaches that he finds the masterminds that he joins um and realizing that you know Um, You can get really good at making money, whether it's being a real estate agent, whether it's a business owner, whether it's, you know, uh, whatever, whatever employee role you're playing. But ultimately, that usually does not lead to financial freedom. So no matter how good you are at making money, it's understanding the benefit of uh, making sure your money is making money as well. Um, And so there's kind of takes you through a step by step process of you follow this you do this, you do this through real estate investing. You should have some basic concepts where um, at least piques your interest, and and there's so many great free resources out there to learn about it. But understanding that you don't have to be a real estate agent or a real estate professional or a full-time real estate investor to, to benefit from real estate investing. Right, and
0: now now I see how that paragraph that's in front of me here comes together and how the um, that the parable uh, fits together there. So. Where do people go to get a copy of the, the book, which is called Cashflow Breakfast Club? Where where do people go to get a copy of that?
1: So uh, my website right now is omnitheinvestorguy.com and we'll clip, uh, uh, create a link on that. So it's actually... Um, pre-published right now. It's probably coming out next month. Uh, in, oh, wow. In right. You're hearing it first. And, yeah, exactly. So, um, and and depending on when you when you listen to this, I've been giving away free copies. I'm not in the business of selling books and my publisher hates that I, I do this, but I'm like, I just want to give it away to as many people as possible. And so um, there's a link on, on the website. You go to, you can sign up to receive a free copy of, of the book um at some point they'll probably make me sell it and they'll probably make me you know start charging for it sure they will. Um, but it's a story that that i i want to give away i really do think a lot of people will benefit from um and it's you know knowledge that's relevant no matter where you are so OmniTheInvestorGuy.com is is probably the best way to get that resource yeah and omni
0: yeah. is o m m for mother n for november i for india correct the investor guy yeah and that helps me remember how to pronounce your name as well,
1: because at least sure, it is spelled Omni. So I, I don't get offended when people say Omni, because I know it's spelled Omni, but it's pronounced Omni. Omni. So uh, my yeah. wife actually helped me come up with that name because Guy uh, rhymes with Omni. So Omni, yeah, the investor yeah. guy, seems to help people with that memory. She sounds a very wise
0: lady and probably
1: a yes. future podcast guest for me. I've had a couple of guests <laughs> where they said,
0: you really need to speak to my wife or my husband or my partner. So, uh, so that's great. So we know where, we know where to, to get that then um i mentioned right at the beginning the the comment that everyone needs two professions and you've alluded to it just there as you're describing the book you know one for you and one for your money tell the listeners a little bit more about that and this might evolve into some tips for them to take away as well but just talk a little bit more about that one for you one for your money two professions
1: yeah i i I've evolved this idea and I'm not the first person to, to say that Robert Kiyosaki in his book, Rich dad, Poor dad, dad, and a few other books alludes to this concept here, but I have three kids and really my main focus is making sure I don't mess up as a dad, right. You know, and yeah. thinking about what's important to them. And it's, you know, not, not, you know, it really is a knowledge, right? So it's, it's not just the real estate. It's not just the money. It's, it's about the knowledge and figuring out what can I impart on them as well. And, selfishly i would love for them to all be passionate about real estate i would love that they're not all passionate about real estate my daughter she's our mini ceo she's 9 and she loves it my oldest i think he likes it like he's more analytical and my youngest i don't know yet and so i'm coming to terms with they might not love real estate right what if my daughter wanted to be a ballerina like how would i feel right what if my son's passion was working at starbucks as a barista so i it really comes down to i think people should be able to follow their passion Absolutely, um, because that's what's going to make you happy. The problem is, so many of those passions don't support you financially, and that's where where the issue is, right? If if your passion is teaching, right, there's you should not have to choose between you know being an investor or, or a teacher. Like, go be a teacher as long as you're making your money elsewhere as well, right? And so, yeah. um, you know, my kids can do whatever they want: be a ballerina, be a barista, be a, an artist, something that doesn't pay money as long as you have the knowledge. And they're actually making their money or their passive income through real estate investing. And so that's really what it alludes to. You don't need to be an agent. You don't need to be a full-time investor. Most of my income comes passively, meaning I don't spend any any of my time getting it. It's through real estate investing. And it's through strategic once a year purchases, you know, twice a year purchases. Last year, we had a big year. We ended up purchasing 45 properties last year. And that was our biggest year uh, to date. But it, it's, it snowballs on top of each other, and it's something that I've done while actively doing something else most of that time. So anyone, doesn't matter what, you, what industry you're in, if you have a job for your money, um, right now, when we're recording this, inflation is at seven point. Five percent, right here in the U.S. Um, yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're heading that way already. So we right behind you. <laughs> I, I did a training. Um, uh, I, tr- I I coach a, a meetup group um, every once in a while, and two years ago, I remember saying inflation is going to hit five percent. Right, and it wasn't there yet, and then I, I was talking, going through the examples of the craziness of what five percent inflation would look like, and then it hit six percent, six point two percent last December. And so I updated the training. I'm like, all right, I'm going like, this is insane, right? Not to say it's going to be like this forever, but here's what this means, right? Here's what 6.2% inflation means. What does that actually mean? Not to say inflation is a terrible thing. It's necessary for at least our economy, but too much. If you don't understand it, it changes everything. Inflation is like a a core principle, like gravity, like what if, what if gravity changed today? Like you would change what you're doing, right? You'd probably have to wear heavier clothes to make sure you don't float off into space or something would change or so you wouldn't be able to live your life the, yeah, the way yeah. you were used to, right? So inflation or the rate of inflation is like that. It changed, nothing we can do about it other than understand what that means and how do I change that? So 7.5% inflation over a you know, one-year period means you put $100,000 in the bank and in a year it's worth $92,000 roughly, right? In, over a 10-year period, you're probably losing more than half of the value of that money if you don't do it. So now you can no longer afford to just save money. Your money has to be making money on itself. And that's through the investing and there's no standard investments out there that regularly make seven and a half percent guaranteed all the time. Um, and that's just to break even on inflation. So you probably need a 10, 15, 20% inflation. And um, that consistently points back to real estate as a great option because it's it's, if you're tying your money in with uh, ability to leverage, uh, you know you're, you have hundred thousand dollars doesn't mean you're investing hundred thousand dollars, and your return is on that hundred thousand dollars. Your return is on a four hundred thousand dollar asset that you bought because the bank you know lent you and gave you some leverage, right? So your ability to leverage is really the differentiator with investing in real estate versus Bitcoin, stock markets, anything else. There's a lot of great investment options out there. You just can't go to your banker and say. Can I borrow money to go buy some stocks? They're going to say no. No. Right. But you can go to your bankers and say, can I borrow the money and buy some real estate? They say yes. And so you can scale as long as you are making educated and the right decisions, um, your ability to leverage um, at a much higher rate. Yeah. And it's so important what you said
0: there about having the choice to follow your passions because many, many people go through life resenting that choice because they haven't been able to follow their passion because they've had to follow the money.
1: Yes. And, and, and that's something such that, shame. Yeah, it, it is such a shame. And it's something like as a father, before I was a father, I didn't think about that at all. I was like, I'm lucky. I love real estate and I'm passionate and turns out I make money in real estate. I love it. But I'm thinking like, I'm positive. At least one, maybe two of my kids are not going to be in that passion they're going to do something. And I still want them to be able to do that. So can I give them that freedom, not the money, can I give them the yeah. freedom? To make that decision and 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 create that path for them. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like
0: we can learn more about this and perhaps get a flavour for this by reading the book as well. Am I
1: am I right in saying that? Yeah, it it, it really is. Um, people that I've coached over the years and and helped, or are currently coaching, it's if you sit down with me for about five years and we go through all the steps. Um, of all right, now you're at step two. Now you're at step three. Um, I tried to put it all in the book. So it really is my coaching experience um, in that book. And, and and you will at least whet your appetite to say, I want to learn more. And there's many other resources beyond this, but it's a good good starting point. Yeah,
0: great. And I love the fact that you've got a nine-year-old uh, daughter. Do you say it was daughter? Daughter, yes. Daughter, who is your mini CEO. I love that. Yeah, yes. uh, yeah that's, that's so great to have that interest. And uh, yes, if, if it continues, great. If it doesn't, then I, I think it's so balanced that they have a choice because I think sometimes I, I'm not a parent, but I see so many parents want a certain route for their family, their kids to take. And then they get so upset when they don't take it, where actually having this two professions means that you get both. Every, everybody's Absolutely. a winner, aren't they? So I, I love that. That's a great, great tip. Thank you. So, so coming on to the uh, the listeners and giving them something they can take away, something they can do. And I know real estate does vary across the globe in, in attitudes to it and legislation. Um, but I think, yeah, I get a feeling there's there's other insights into this that, um, you know, we can look at with regards to portfolios or purchasing strategies, et cetera. But if you could give the listeners something to take away, something to do, something to act upon, what would you like to give away
1: today? Other than a copy of the book, (laughs) Uh, yeah, I know. I I love the question because, and it really depends on who you're talking to, right? You know, uh, if you're talking to an investor, then there's a few things. If you're talking to someone that's an entrepreneur that has nothing to do with real estate, and it's different as well. I think more of a universal approach is is what I alluded to earlier is take a snapshot of your life of your business and say, do I have these three pillars? Do I have mentors? Do I have Coaches and do I have, have have masterminds? So these three pillars are really something that um, I think are are very important and in your business and in your life, uh, even if you're a solo entrepreneur, you can find mentors and you can be mentors for other people, right? And then yeah. coaches play a different role. Coaches are so important. I'm a coach and I hire coaches. I have coaches. I've always had coaches. In in real estate, real estate investing in every business. Um, And I tell people that and they're like, well, that's insane. You're a coach. Why do you have a coach, right? Everyone needs a coach because they offer something different. Um, And and so they're different than mentors. And then finding great masterminds, right? Like-minded people, no matter how smart you are, no matter how new you are or experienced you are, if you plug into a mastermind on a regular basis, it's like your mind, your consciousness, your ideas gets plugged into something bigger. And something great comes out of that. So most of my success has been because I've always tried to figure out, do I have the right mentors in place? Do I have the right coaches in place? And I'm a part of the right masterminds. And really, whether it's real estate investing, real estate brokerage, or any other business, that is probably a a great formula for success. Yeah.
0: And I I think seeing that as the three pillars that actually hold us up and support our business and our lives as well, isn't it? Because, you know, there's, I don't think there's any separation between life and business. You know, we we work for our business, and our business gives us a life that we have, and you know, those three pillars will always support those aspects of life and of business as well. So that's great. So I mentioned earlier on um, about the question, uh, a dream location of of the coffee. And I'm going to just change this up a little bit, because as, as we're recording this, certainly in the UK, yesterday was our release from all restrictions, all COVID restrictions. So we have no more mandatory isolation periods, no more testing. Um, and you know, it life is eventually, for most people, not for all people, getting back to normal. So um, we did the dream location because people were just sat there wanting to go somewhere. Sure. But if I was to ask you, uh, Omni, what your coffee would be, but who it would be with. So, um, yeah, are there any people you'd love to sit down and have a conversation
1: and a coffee with? Oh, that is such a great question. Um... There's, there's so many people. And, and, and I think I, I do a, a focus and intentional job to actually get in the lives of some of these mentors and coaches. But it really comes down to um, you have mentors and coaches and you're in a formal setting. If you're in a informal coffee setting, you can get yeah. so much more out of that. So it will probably be my existing mentors and coaches on the investing side. Uh, Brandon Turner is a huge influence and he's a personal a mentor and coach of uh, me, he's a host of the, or previous host of the Bigger Pockets podcast, uh, David Green, as as well. Uh, look up to the, those guys and have learned from them. So it would be the the informal copy setting that that I would I would jump on the, the chance of, of that as well.
0: Yeah, and I think you know that's the thing I've loved with this podcast because you do get to see the personal side. I mean, we had one guest, um, I think it's two or three episodes ago, that was skateboarding dad. Yeah, And when you have that informal chat, as, as we're having now, sometimes you get to find out those little nuggets of something that's they're passionate about. And he tells a story about his little kid saying, you know, you just need to learn more, Daddy. You know, if you're going to skateboard, <laughs> you, need, you just need to learn more. Uh, and it's those insights, isn't it, V.C.? So, yeah. So just give us those two names again because I'd, I'd love to jot those so names Brandon down. Brandon
1: Turner and and David Green both um, were hosts of the Bigger Pockets uh, podcast, which is one of the biggest real estate investing-focused podcasts out there. Right. Uh, very knowledgeable. Uh, great people. I've been able to meet both of them, but but uh, yeah. abs- absolutely. Coffee is, uh, uh, takes you to the next level of, of yeah, connecting yeah. people. Yeah. Fantastic.
0: Well, thank you very much for giving up your time today and giving us so much to talk about and such a different perspective of having those two professions, one for you and one for your money. I think you've given us a really good overview. And from your own experience, I think listeners, I think you can see here that Omni isn't just somebody who teaches and who coaches. This is somebody who, in my language, has been up the mountain Got to the summit, come back down safely and now shows other people how to do the same. The Sherpa effect. And yeah, you know, that's the kind of person that we like to have as guests on the show. And that's the kind of people we need to really reach out to as mentors and coaches, doesn't it? You know, as you mentioned there, the two guys run their own podcast on real estate. You know, go to people, get those three pillars and go to people who have that knowledge and that experience of what they've learned, but also the stripes that they've earned in being able to show you how to. Have that success. Thank you very much for your time. It's really appreciated. And uh uh good luck with the the book launch. And hopefully thank you. many this of our listeners go and grab a appreciate it. Thank yeah.
1: you, thank you.
0: And listeners, as you know, this is part of my mission to help you all be better aware, better educated, and accountable. So we've had awareness in bucket loads, we've had education in heaps. Now, the most important thing is go out and take some action. Go to the website, grab a copy of the book, look at your professions and look at how you can live your passion for one profession and have another one to make money. For some, it might be that they're one and the same, but for others, yeah, I think that's a great tip. So it's important that you do something with that. And most importantly, look at those three pillars that Omni has mentioned here. Look at those and look at where they can be in your business and your life right now. And I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.